Hi, and welcome to episode 33 of The Sages of... No, start again. I'm keeping that. Alright, start it again. Hi, and welcome to episode 33 of The Sages Retreat podcast, where we like to discuss games, films, and anything else, Dad, or that takes our interest in general. Today we are going to have a slight change. Last week we recorded a mega long film review, and we decided to cut off the beginning and insert it here for your viewing pleasure. We are going to have a quick look at the history of the VHS format and also a side note on CRTV TVs. I can never say that right. Hopefully you enjoy it and we'll get back to you at the end where Lee is going to make me choose between some films I like. And as always, I'm your host Nathan and this is my co-host Lee. Uh, well, uh, hi. Yeah, so <laughs> how's it hanging Lee? Short, shriveled. Sli- Wait, did you write that in? No, that's not how it's hanging. It's yeah, hanging yeah. fine, like normal, absolutely fine. Um, worn out, that's how it's hanging. Yeah, <laughs> not from the good yeah, stuff. Exactly. I don't even know what I'm on about now. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, things are all good. Um, I'm currently sitting here. Uh, we're obviously recording this. It's very different, a different flow with our normal podcast. We're not going to stretch it out. We're we're gonna we're gonna do our intro. We'll have a little bit at the end, and then there's something different in the middle. It's it's going to be jarring because there's going to be three of us. When we caught as well, so mm. if you suddenly go, "What's that voice?" I just it is mm. someone. If you're watching the video, you'll see it. But if you're listening to the audio, you'll be like, uh, "Oh, some it's a bit weird there." It'll totally, it'll just sound totally different. Um, yeah, sound working hard like normal. Um, I've got a brilliant new um, genre of music I've been listening to, which I haven't mentioned. Um, I'm not. It's not like, oh my god, I'm so obsessed. But I came across it. Um, I was downstairs and Holly was on YouTube and she was flicking through. You know, sometimes kids put music on, on YouTube and that. And mm. it's like, what are you doing? If there's a random video, maybe I want to watch, I'll put it on. But if not, uh, I generally use Spotify or I've got a, a vinyl speaker amplifier set up. I like to listen to stuff on there. Mm. Even plugging in my phone, Spotify, to my amplifier and then pumping out the speakers. It's so good. It just sounds so nice. I really, I really quite enjoy doing that. And uh, so I came across, she was um, listening to some c- crappy emotional music, some, some probably saw on TikTok or something, all the kids, all the cool kids are listening to. Um, and then underneath it was suggesting something else. There was some like synthwave stuff on there and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I quite like that. I like that, that flow, that vibe that it gives off, quite, quite relaxing. Uh, it's ra- it's raining quite heavily here as well. So if anyone can hear that, that is rain. Hopefully the noise reduction will take it out, but you might might be able to pick it up. It might, it might relax them if they can hear it. Maybe. It, it is nice. We could have rain mm. in the background of all the podcasts. That could, that could be our, our, our yeah. trademark. Yeah. Well, we live in England, so we basically yeah. have rain all the time anyway, don't we? So. I, pretty much, yeah. I've, although I've just walked mm. home from work, and so I've managed to miss the rain, so I'm quite, quite grateful of that. Thank you. Mm. Although walking to work, I did catch a little bit of it. Um, and everyone's like, oh my God, is it raining? I'm like, three spots, and they all landed on me. And, you know that when you've got a top that shows up the rain quite, quite violently? Mm. It's this kind of orangish jumper yeah. I have, and then it was like this little, this sort of like dark orange stripes on me. I was like, it's just started, and it's not too bad. Uh, yeah, so this music, um, you'd, I don't think you'd guess it. If you was to pick a decade, genre, and country, what would you pick? And a, a wild guess of what I've been listening to. A wild guess for yours. I'm going to say 1940s uh, Filipino jazz. I'm gonna look that up just in case it's an actual thing, but no, it, it actually yeah. it was it was all wrong. Although there's a guy at work who sometimes gets stressed, and we've discovered that putting oh. jazz music on chills him out. And you know what? It's quite nice to listen to as well, especially if it's a a lot of that jazz which you've heard before. But mm. when you put like a Spotify playlist, you often it's always a mix of like stuff you know, and then it's like it introduces you, doesn't it, to new mm. stuff, and it gives you a, it's like oh, this is interesting. It's, you know, it kind of hooks you in a little bit. It's one of the good things about Spotify. There's plenty of bad mm. things about Spotify. That's definitely one of the good things about Spotify. Um, no, it's 1980s Japanese pop music. I know, I know what you're thinking. What? Yeah. Does that that Go that on, got? Tell, why do you like that? What's what's? I'm gonna say I'll I'll link I'll I'll definitely link you uh, a. Um, uh, Spotify uh, playlist, and if I feel like it, mm-hmm. I'll put one in the description of the podcast. But it's really chilled, and it it gives mm. you that you know, like when you'd listen to like you know, or you'd watch some like um old school kind of anime. You know, you have that sometimes. You have the music. It kind of pulls in. It has this real 
relaxed vibe. A lot of it is interjected mm. with some English as well because you know a lot of countries had that thing where they wanted to make it. Um, they wanted to push their stuff into the Western market. That was my phone going off. I normally mm. mute my phone. Um, oh, that was Ben giving his lovely um, his thing that you and him do a lot is where you give like a, a notification that you've seen something. It's very annoying having to pick up my phone ten times a day when because you've just gone. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I like to. Do, I'd like to. Just... Is it just? Is it the beer? Is it the beer mugs? It is the beer mugs. The that's, yeah, yeah. So he said, yeah, it... "Well, if he's listening to this, I've had a go at him today for doing that." Instead, because but... that would do my head. So I'll tell you what. I've, I've never really spoke about this because it's one of those. You know, I think things that everyone has something that annoys them, which is so petty that they just have to put it to one side because they know how how much of an idiot they are. One thing that annoys someone mentioned it on Facebook, and I'm like, "That's me." But I never really say anything about it. So you know when you like you've had a conversation with somebody and you um you know that the conversation is done and you've gone, yeah, that's a sound idea, whatever. That's good. I agree. And you leave it. But then ten minutes later, someone gives you a notification of them agreeing. And I'm like, you didn't need to agree. I didn't need that, but I've had to go because I have to re- I'm 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 a f- an addict. I have to take my phone out of my pocket. To look at everything, but also having you're the same. Having having children, you get into this thing. It's kind of lured you in, is it? Where you, you always have to check your phone in case it's something important, because sometimes your kids will mm. post or, or or give you a message where they should have called you, maybe, or it'll be something going off and you need to. So I'm always taking my and about ten times a day I have to take my phone out of my pocket because one of you two and Ben's really bad for it. He'll do like the notification thing, uh, the the beer thing. Which is fine. I like the beer thing. I think it's great. But sometimes it's not needed. I'm like, oh, let me just, uh, let me just have a look. And what was it for? It might, have, it might even be. Uh, so yeah, you've said something, and then he's gone, yeah. And it's like I won't read what it is, and I'm like, you know, maybe what wouldn't be so bad is instead of the beer thing or a thumbs up or whatever, two or three words. That's yeah, great idea. We'll discuss it more later. Just some it. It's, it's like a weird yeah. pet hate that. I don't need to have, but it's it's one of those things that bugs me. And I, I don't think I'm alone. I think there's a lot of people as well, but it, it's fine. Ignore, I, yeah, it's just it, this part part of the podcast is called Lee's Jabber, and it literally is me jabbering about stuff that doesn't even matter. But you understand what I mean, don't you? Hmm. I hope. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. Don't, listen, just start to take your Facebook messenger. Listen to um, some eighties Japanese. Pop, oh, and you know what? It's 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 like it takes me back to it's just like kind of like that, that background music that you might have somewhere, and it's it's great. It's just it, you don't need to think about it. It's quite chilled out. But like I say, it has the odd bit of English. Some of it I have recognised as well. I've been like, oh, I know that. I don't know the artist or the track title, but I recognise it. And I've looked, and I've like, oh, I, I I know that. I know it from either somewhere or sometimes you know, sometime like that I heard it. Uh, but yeah, so I've been uh, tormenting people at work with um, 80s Japanese uh, pop music. The one guy last night, I was like, right, I'm going to put his music on. I need you to tell me the, the decade, the country. I need to tell, tell me the uh, the genre. He got the genre and he said the 70s. And I'm like, I don't know how you didn't get Japanese because it's a very, oh. it's a very, um, it's it stands out, doesn't it, as a language. There are some languages which kind of, they, they flow into each other a little bit and sometimes it's easier to get them get them confused. But uh, uh, yeah, Japanese, I feel, is very, very strong. And you can sort of, you often catch a word, it's like, that's definitely Japanese. Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm good, tired, as always, because uh, I, um, I have to get up very early. I like to think uh, that I should, I... That we should just write that on here. Um, Nathan's tired, let's tell everyone first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm tired, because that's, that's basically my state of mind all the time, is tired. Let me see your t-shirt. Uh, oh, I've got a Star Wars. Let's just describe it. It's well, it, Oh, okay, it's a Death Star with an E.T.-style bike going up with Yoda in the front and Darth Vader riding the bike. I like that. It's quite good, that. Yeah. I don't normally like yeah, crossover I stuff. I, I, box. I don't mm. always like crossover stuff, but that works. <laughs> that works uh, that's just about right for me. Uh, yeah. You say you got it from it's a loot just, box. Just subtle enough. Yeah, I got I got a loot box Christmas about two years ago, oh, okay. um, and it's coming in, and it's it's one of the best T-shirts I've got. 
because the print doesn't come off because I, I ah. ate a t-shirt where the, it's plastic and the print comes off this has never come off I've got a really nice asteroid t-shirt in fact I bought mm. myself one and Paige one because often if I buy a t-shirt if there's like a small one I'll buy one of the kids one and we'll have matching t- t-shirts mm. because you know because that's a dad thing isn't it um, mm. it's now become a bit of a thing that I always do um, but yeah it um, what happened I think it either went in the dryer for too long or it I don't think anyone ironed it. Something happened to it. It wasn't something out of the ordinary, but it, the print now just it just basically comes off and it's wrecked. You can yeah. you look at it and it it like it looks like a poster that's been on the wall for about I don't know twenty years and everyone keeps walking past oh. it and rubbing it and it's like uh-huh. can you tell what's on my t shirt if I just slowly lift it? I'm gonna slowly lift it up. Sorry if you're not Faster. if you're not watching this. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I got I got I got. Oh, is it? Sonic. No, you have to be honest. Don't be sarcastic. Oh, hey. sorry, sorry. It's Zelda. Hey, it's Mario. Of course, it's, it's Mario. Mario. It's, it's kind of a a very typical kind of Mario T-shirt. Yeah. But this is also quite good quality. I've had it a while, and the print is uh, yeah, it's very good. It's not. I'm looking at it now because I thought I saw a bit that was weird. But no, it's not wearing it. So it's absolutely fine. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you've yeah, been uh, hardworking, and uh, you've got a T-shirt. With... <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I've been doing which I've sent you some. Mm. Uh, I've for I've been doing some pixel art uh, for a new episode that we'll be bringing out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, whenever this pixel art's done, um, but doing spending a lot of time doing that and it's quite time consuming, but it's quite rewarding. I've uh, quite enjoyed the little updates and don't spoil it. Don't give me any more because you've. Uh, oh. I'm waiting for the end product, but. The pixel art updates you've been giving me are, are great, and I really enjoyed seeing Lionel in the background. I didn't mention him, but I did enjoy seeing him. I was like, "Oh, it's Lionel!" Uh, I quite that that was for you specifically. That of course, one. it was. I knew it was. I knew it was. I'm like, yeah. he loves me. He loves me. He's giving me, yeah. give me a Lionel. Yeah, mm. been do, been doing that, making it ready for intro, uh, and I've been trying to write a quiz uh, for Saturday because uh, with it's the film night. Yeah. Um, so we'll be watching Critters uh, on Ben's Back Garden and getting drunk. Um, unfortunately, yeah, not the other time. I'm not, no. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I, I know I didn't explain it, but Karina started a new job and it's just, um, it's overlapping with stuff. And I'd rather yeah. her just, I didn't want her to be like, you've got your road to tell them you can't do that. You know, and just with the kids, um, mm. my youngest and my oldest sometimes. Um, it's like war sometimes mm. at my... <laughs> Um, my house with the, the, the only with the oldest and the youngest it's, it's the kind of clash but the mm. thing is they get on so well but then there's other days where it looks like if they could get hold of a, a very dangerous weapon it would go down like I don't mm. even know what in my house you you know how it is with kids you've got you've obviously got your own but uh, I'd rather yeah. not leave them in a position of being um y- yeah just just not happy I'd rather just, yeah. I'd rather just stay around but we will if I might even. I might even watch Critters when you watch it, just, just so we can yeah. just so we can chat about it. I might, yeah, fuck it. You let me know when you point it on. I'll mm-hmm. make sure I've got it and I'll put it on and I'll I'll watch it at the same time. We'll, we'll have we'll have a chat about it. If all three of us yeah. will have a chat about it. Spain was saying it, he hasn't seen it, has he? No, mm. I've seen it, but not for maybe twenty five years. Mm. Yes, so I've seen it. Uh, same here. It must be over twenty years ago. I watched it and I'll um, I really liked it and I think I'm going to enjoy mm. watching it again. Um, although we're not covering news today, there is one thing I wanted to mention. Um, I got very excited about seeing the uh, the He-Man um, reboot. Not reboot, because it's like a follow-on uh, cartoon. Did you ever watch the trailer? Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, I saw some bits because it's Kevin Smith, isn't it? It is, yes. The trailer is amazing. It, yes. it has the um, I Need a Hero sort of soundtrack. It's so good. It gave me goosebumps. Like, if I was any more emotional, I would have had been in tears. It was so good. And there's some news come out of it recently, so I'll follow a few um, YouTubers. uh, And one of them has mentioned, I didn't realise this, but so apparently the the one thing about, so I'm going to talk a little bit about race here and it depends how comfortable you are. I don't know, but I'll, I'll just waffle. So... I'm all, I'm all, uh, I'm, I'm all for as, as we use laughing like just don't, just don't talk about this stuff. I'm all for uh, inclusion of any race within anything. It's never, it's never been an issue for me. I, 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 people like to bring it up all the time, and I, I find it, I find the conversation quite fascinating. How many uh, non-white characters do you think there was in the original He-Man? 
And I'm not even on about uh, Skeletor because he's blue. Don't be stupid. I mean, <laughs> just like as a, as like if you look at it and go, oh, that character specifically Japanese. I just as a there was the, there was a dude whose name is just fell out of my end, but he had like a gold. Hmm. Uh, oh, what was his name? I can't remember it. I feel I'm disappointed in myself. But he was like one of those. Not it wasn't even like a secondary character. It was like a tertiary character. Hmm. He had like a he had like a chopping, a very racial stereotype. But he was like he was. Hmm. Um, I believe he might have been Japanese. And he had like a chopping hand motion. I had that one. It was really cool, actually. Um, but if mm. you were going to give us a number, what would you say? I would I would say, only because that's the only one I can remember, is one, and that's Beastman. Because he's clearly not a white man. He's, he's a Beastman. But that's, that's, that's in, terms of, in terms of race, I can only, I can only remember blue eyes, blonde hair, yeah. He-Man. Yeah, exactly. And I think that might have been just a sign of the 80s and maybe 80s America and just pointing. Although we had brilliant uh, black uh, characters such as you know B.A. Baracus or whatever that people loved and pe- mm. never you never watched it and thought that's a black man I was just like there's B.A. there's Mr. T you know there's B.A. Baracus mm. amazing character uh, beloved by millions even even now he's still going he's still doing his thing still got that haircut mm. I believe um, but there was only one specifically black character in He-Man mm. one and I only found out about him today is is got this weird like his name his name was something like um a re- clamp champ and he had this like metal claw clamp thing on his hand mm. and to be honest with you it's, it's a pretty shit looking character um i think yeah. he i don't even know if he featured in the cartoon or unless he was in like the comics or whatever but yeah or just even a figure yeah, I'm. I'm not even sure mm. if he was a figure. I mean, I've got to Google him now. And I while we're talking, but what the what they do is um, they've actually. I think King. Can you remember King Randor, who was the the, the king of the like He Man's like dad? I'm pretty sure they've mm. messed about with him and changed it so he's they're not longer they're no longer like um, he's no longer like white. I think they've made him like a black guy, mm. and it's causing a bit of controversy. And I don't want to dig into too much about what I think about that because it always alienates um, certain people. But all I'll say is I'm not a big fan of race swapping. Mm. I'm not a big fan of race swapping. I'm a big mm. fan of including, uh, you know, why why not have new characters in there that are prominent? I mean, I know they feel like they're forcing them in. He-Man was mainly white. And if you get a new black character, people go, "Oh, who's this new black character? He was never in it." It doesn't matter. Bring in a new, bring in a new character. Make them quite important. Have them in there so you can have that representation. Um, no issues with that whatsoever. Bring it in, whatever. You know, um, this I'm sure there's plenty of uh, little kids who would watch will watch this new He-Man. Maybe they've not seen the old one. They'll watch it. And they'll be like, "That dude's badass." Hmm. You know what I mean? And that that's you know that's how it is, isn't it? Bring him in. But there's a bit of a bit of controversy to do with hmm. them uh, race swapping the, the sort of like the king, and I understand it. But at the same time, I'm going to watch it and I'll make my own uh, decision on that. And we'll even have a little, uh, we'll even have a little talk about it when it's when it's actually watched it. Clamp Champ, I remember him. He has his own action figure, uh, black dude, short, short black hair, and he's got like this weird clamp thing. In fact, it's an interesting design. I'm just looking at it now, um, but it's kind of weird and terrible. You know, if, if that makes any sense, mm. just odd. Um, in the end of the the split, it comes to um, like whether it's uh, I think it's like Transformers or mainly He Man, not so much Thundercats, but they have these they often have these random fill in characters. It just looks like one of those. Hmm. Although I've seen there's some artwork of him actually, some like fan art, and he looks very cool. I hope hopefully they you know maybe they introduce him and do some do something cool with him. But that was it as far as like news goes, which we weren't going to include, and um, that's it. Yeah, without further ado then, on with the show. Enjoy the next bit and we'll see you afterwards. There's VHS and there's Betamax or Betamax or however however you want to say it. And one of them was inferior and one of them was superior in quality wise. But uh, the inferior one quality wise won, but... Well, there was a format war, uh, which I've just forgot to mention, um, between the two. One, Betamax came out first, a year before, uh, and then DHS came a year later. And it it had, it looked like Betamax were going to be better uh, because of the quality and everything. But overall, it weren't. It was more expensive to produce. It was... Uh, 
shorter in times. I mean, VHS, if you can remember, were like two hours long, whereas Betamax were like an hour. I mean, what what really can you fit on an hour? Um, yeah, yeah. You'd need, you'd need multiple um, to, for most films. Um, so them two sort of went uh, head to head. Well, I say sort of, they definitely did. And VHS come out stronger uh, in the long run because it had a lot more, even though the quality weren't there, I mean, it was only only slightly. I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand the uh, the way they define the quality. It's, it's, it's very sort of sorry. The lines. Yeah, it's very minimal. So it's to do with um, it's to do with the the resolution, like say, yeah. the lines. But um, Betamax was only what I can gather from. I'm a I'm on a super quick look here. There was actually a super Betamax as well. Um, that was so, only NTSC. That, that right? Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the Betamax was a 250, but the 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 VHS, the NTSC, uh, just going off NTSC on these ones was yeah. um, 240. So it was very minimal. Yeah, it, like, like 10. I mean, what? How much quality can you get out of 10? I mean, I don't know the magnitude of these measurements, but yeah, in overall, 250 and 240, it doesn't seem like a big jump here. So a, a good a good CRT TV anyway, it just move it all out regardless yeah. with your scan lines and whatnot. So back yeah. in the day, it wouldn't have been major. Yeah, yeah, I hope you don't mind me interjecting with you know yeah. how you said these CRT um, smooths it out. So I, um, I, I do like my old retro games, as, as we all know. Mm. Uh, a lot of this channel uh, talks about retro games, mm. and Sonic in particular has a um, like a waterfall that comes down. Now, if you uh, emulate it and have it on your your PC, yeah, it looks looks crisp, looks banging. You can put filters over it to to kind of emulate that old style, but. CRTV had something very special about it in the way it refreshed, in the way it in the way it handled um, quick images, and they actually programmed it specifically um, with the CRT in mind, and it made the the waterfall look transparent. And it's mm. very hard to get that through emulation on a PC. Um, CRT does make stuff, you know, it, although although it's not as sharp, it does make things kind of look, you know, it smooths them out, looks. You, when you remember CRT, I don't. I don't think to myself. Oh, I remember watching stuff on CRT on my old TV when I was little, and it looked rubbish. Mm. <laughs> it was yeah. all pixelated. I never even saw pixels in like Mortal Kombat. Mm. But yeah, you... it just smoothed all that stuff out. Yeah. Like same with your video image, it, all them rough edges. It just on an on an HD TV, it shows up. But that like the the like different bands that CRT mm. produced. It, yeah, it just smoothed the whole image. So. Can you remember that midpoint where it was between the decent sort of TVs we have now and CRT with, with those um, LCD TVs, and they were just rubbish. Yeah, they were like they trash. were back project. They were back projectors, weren't yeah. they? Like big ones, and yeah, they looked horrendous because they were just like a CRT image, but we are at the scan lines. Yeah, just were horrendous. So yeah, sorry about that, Nathan. Uh, please feel free to carry on. Yeah, uh, forgot where I were. <laughs> uh, the uh, resolution on the VHS oh, yeah, being minimal. Yeah. The two uh, the two major factors that uh, that sort of led to its downfall um, were uh, cost, um, and that were covered by Betamax was more expensive than VHS, uh, not not just produ- not just producing the actual units, but uh, Sony being Sony is a little bit tight fisted, and they their licensing strategy just didn't work. It was too expensive to let other other companies produce them for them and stuff. Whereas uh, VHS, uh, which uh, JVC were like the big player, uh, it allowed uh, license free uh, manufacturing of all uh, all its uh, all, all the VHSs were made and uh, everything surrounding it, all the technology and everything, because uh, it, that lowers the price. Uh, but also, it makes it more available to everyone. So you get little little companies, little film production things. Um, uh, there's a there's quite a big part, but I won't go into it of of porn um, that has uh, that plays a big aviator in this. But uh, you say you we, won't go into it, but you literally just said the word on here. Um. Yeah, we're not. Is that the the B the, the not the B the uh, B movie industry uh, is what we're going to talk about? Because uh, to be honest, I think it's more interesting. Um, it's oh, it's only a, it's only story. it's worth a sentence, wasn't it? it yeah, was, yeah. It was it was done, um, and we know that the. The popularity of, of that particular genre um, mm. helps push a lot of things. A lot of things. Most, ba- uh, yeah. I think, a lot of bandwidth on the internet is due to yeah. is due to that. 
Mm. A I be- lot of I believe, I believe Blu-ray um, as well had a big fight with HD DVD. Was it? Then you probably know a bit more about that. But I believe that was part of that as well. I've come yeah. across this information loads of times. Mm. But uh, a lot of B movies were probably pornos anyway, like masquerading mm. as B movies. So yeah, you can lump it. In there. Yeah, I mean, we'll get we'll get into into it in a little bit um, about uh, well, not the film we're watching is is not porn, but you could be sort of. We, we, me and Ben sort of had a conversation about it today that most horror films you don't they don't have that little aspect what eighties horror films have uh, them little two aspects or or sometimes ridiculously big aspects but like like yeah so yeah porn porn give it a push it's worth a little footnote in this story but it's got nothing it's got nothing that I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on um, so that that. That sort of squashed Betamax, and it brought out VHS as as the better, better of the two, the bigger contender, uh, the more appealing to the masses, um, and this is where it sort of it sort of picked up because uh, I've got I've got it first video cassette launched in UK in nineteen seventy eight. Uh, this this for once this is before Lee was born. Uh, it, it was the JVC HR three three thousand three. 3300 EK. I don't know why it's the 3300. What a difficult number that yeah. was to say. Yeah. Uh, a stupid number for the first ever cassette player. Uh, it cost £800 in money then, which, uh, if, if you want to have a guess, Lee, because uh, it's from your era, how much do you think that's worth in today's money? <laughs> What's that? Okay, say again, sorry. Near, it's £799, so 800 quid. For in, what? For what was it? Okay. Just, sorry, I was just, I was just laughing cas- at you struggling okay. to say that number. I got lost there, sorry. Just the cassette player. Not not any videos, not anything. Just the cassette player, £800 in their money then. In Oldie timey money. Old time money. money. You used to trade in. Yeah. So looking shillings. Goats. So in yeah. terms of inflation now, wow, that's um, I want to say, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go above what I'm thinking. Hmm. I'm gonna say about two and a half grand. You should have gone a lot above what you were thinking. I was, say, I was gonna. Oh, all yeah. right, okay. I was. I was thinking three, but like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, you should. You should have gone a little bit higher. It's uh, three thousand eight hundred and eighty pound. I mean, can you imagine buying a little buying technology for your home now? And paying that amount of money, I mean, I know PCs could cost a lot, but that even then, that's it's it's, it's massively advanced though compared to what that is. Um, yeah, exactly. That's just a cassette player, and it's, yeah. It also, just... like at that point in time, were they that much available on VHS? Really, that's, to that's like warrant thing. that price? Yeah, it must have been like a niche, like sort yeah. of market that they were catering. Profes- to, I know? mean, a professional market maybe would have um, gobbled those up. You know, the big um, TV yeah. stations and stuff like that, maybe. Yeah, that's that's the only reason I can think behind that. But why it was why it would have been something that expensive? Because I mean, it says it says for home release uh, as well. But I don't. That's not that. It, the copy of can't just be using nearly a four grand piece of equipment in their house just to watch the one odd DVD uh, DVD VHS accept uh, yeah. tape that they've got. Um, but even though they were that price, uh, they smashed it. People went mad for it because the first time ever you could record TV programs, so people didn't miss TV and I can remember having to program them in um, uh, my dad were obsessed with turning off plugs because uh, they thought everything we're using loads of electric so the uh, you probably had the same the clock on the front of the VHS that you could never set the cassette player um, just constantly blinked um, and you could never set anything to record because they would turn it off um, but people loved that people like really got behind that because that's first first time it felt like you had like sort of control over your entertainment um, you weren't restricted because uh, I'm not sure about the rest of the world but uh, in, in UK we only had like three channels then bringing it up to four uh, as, as VHS came out well this came, we got channel four in 1982 I think it was so I was just thinking when was channel four coming in because yeah. you I remember four channels, then going to five, and then it just being like, what? It just blew up, yeah. There's just yeah. like all three view channels, Sky, Cable, what, all internet channels now. Uh, but then, we, we only had three channels uh, when VHS first came out, and uh, it didn't, it didn't, it weren't 24 hours. We got TV up until like midnight, or just before. I can remember TV turning off. I can remember being a kid and getting up. And TV had not started yet. You you saw the little girl with a weird clown doll. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the, ch- what was the chalkboard. That? We need that yeah. on here. Yeah, flash flash yeah. that up, Ben. That's that creepy girl. And uh, we need it. We, we need like a boop. 
Yeah, that horrible <laughs> noise as well. Or uh, later on, when when it became a bit more advanced, I remember CFAX pages. They'd they'd come up before TV came mm. on as well, so, selling you cheap holidays or football scores or whatever whatever was showing on there. jokes or joke pages. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, bamboozled. I still love all that. But it's uh, the it finally people could start taking control of what they watched when they watched it because you could record stuff when if you weren't going to be in half seven to watch Coronation Street or whenever that comes on. You were at pub that day, or it was someone's birthday. You'd, if you missed it, you missed it. That way, it was tough. So now you could record it. You could watch a film at uh, three o'clock in the morning if you wanted. If you want, if you worked nights and it were your night off, you could finally watch some TV. You could. It it just it opened up a new world for so many people. And then one one of the things we did, we've talked about before, uh, is uh, video shops. And this obviously caused a massive advent in video shops because you've got all this media that people want to ingest and they're so expensive to buy what's the next best thing would be to rent them i mean most films a cassette or a dvd or whatever you won't watch multiple times in a day or even in a even in a month you might watch it twice a year or, or slightly more uh, well, i've got a, a little fun fact about vhs and obviously renting it and stuff well hmm. in 1987 the actual revenue taken from VHS was a, was more than the box office for mm-hmm. the first time ever. I think that may be the only time ever. Yeah, I mean, so you couldn't even imagine that now. Yeah, that, no, no, because pe- people, pe- like, cinema quite were quite expensive and it weren't doing as well. And then you had the option to watch stuff at home um, with video shops. You could just go and choose with cinema. You might have like I don't know three films on, and they might say you, you say you liked horror. And they were all romantic comedies or whatever, or action films. But you wanted to watch an horror, you you didn't pay, give your money to the cinema that day. But with a video shop, literally every single genre, every, there's something for everyone in a video shop. So that was that were there, and studios were starting to realise that um, films that uh, d- didn't perform so well because uh, there's, there's quite a lot of films. I've got I've got a couple of examples here that might surprise you a little bit couple of films that didn't perform very well at the box office but have since become uh like sort of cult films or uh they, they earned more revenue on uh, well vhs market this is the film we're going to watch today is actually one of these it's not obviously on mm. a popular level but it, it did badly at the box office but found its life on vhs but uh i'd be interested mm. to see what 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 films did bad at box office and i mean can you can you believe that The Shining, which is is regarded as like a masterpiece today yeah, and yeah. one of the one of the best films ever made, just it just performed so poorly at the box office. I mean, I, I ain't got the stats on on how much it took or the budget or anything. Just that it 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 did a lot better on VHS. It's done a lot better since the box office coming out uh, when it came out in the box office to to from now. And then we've got Blade Runner as well, which yeah. I know there's, there's controversy surrounding that because there's different cuts and uh, you can see. I know that I know that tanked at box office. That yeah. was stinker. But then video releases. I mean, I don't I don't know what director's cut or the many other cuts came out, uh, but that give people the option to experience that. I mean, director's cuts of uh, films and extras and extra long versions and stuff that couldn't be in the cinema could then be on. Uh, VHS, so you could, if you liked a film, you could watch a little bit more of it. Like, not, I don't want to say deleted scenes because that's not what they would have. They would have been on the cutting room floor uh, in, in VHS uh, time. Uh, but it, it sort of opened it up for, opened it up for that on, on video shops. I mean, we've got uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, which yeah, classic. That actually came out the same day as Blade Runner. Yeah, I mean, you both of those films are at Absolute the same time classic. I mean, some people would actually kill to be able to go back yeah, in time yeah. and go and watch them when they first like pre- premiered, and it's to think that there were people like, oh no, I'm not watching that; it looks rubbish, or maybe the world weren't ready for them. I don't, I don't know at that time. But VHS, when people can watch them at home, I mean, both both of them are films as well. I mean, all three really shining. The films that surround uh, controversy or um, that need that, that demand more than one viewing to, to completely understand them. There's there's other things going on. There's different themes going on. There's I mean like just with thing. Uh, there's that old debate: is he uh, an alien? End? Is he not an alien? Uh, Blade Runner? Is he a, yeah. is he a replicant? Is he a replicant? Shining. 
Warwick in his head? Is is it ghosts? Do you know what I mean? There's you, you need to watch them more than once, and there's little details that you can miss. So VHS, perfect. I, I, I can completely understand why they did better on VHS. Uh, I mean, in today, uh, if a film comes out of cinema, you can just you can torrent it, or it's going to be on a uh, streaming website or whatever. Uh, and you, there's always there's always a message board somewhere full of spoilers, full of little nuances that you yeah. missed and everything. Mm. Them days, no internet, no nothing. It was it was word of mouth, so you had to watch it yourself. So VHS, perfect. Yeah, what's annoying about stuff that comes out nowadays is is, it was um, things like Game of Thrones or you know weekly stuff like Mandalorian or whatever. Hmm. It would come out, and you'd be like, right, I cannot go on Facebook. I I can't even go on YouTube because there's always some idiot. Hmm. Um, There are some news websites which are terrible for it. Yeah, Uh, a Daily Mail um, specifically. If you happen to go on go on their website. They'll often just go, can you believe that they died? And it'll be like right there. Yeah. It, will, it will say, spoiler, but it'll just be underneath it. And I I, um, I have this, some people scan read. So mm. when I read, I I tend to look at the whole thing um, at once and see a lot of what's going off. I'll pick up on words. You can't put spoiler at the beginning because I've probably already seen what the spoiler is if it's in mm. that paragraph. Um, and yeah, you have to avoid it all, don't you? Twitter, everything. Um, yeah. yeah, it's horrible. So obviously, back in day, this were non-existent. So you, all you had to go off was your VHS box cover. So yeah. going going back to the video shop mm. and just perusing the aisles. Obviously, the ones that we think of now, like nostalgically, probably more than anything, is the horror films and stuff mm. like. That. Obviously, you mentioned the thing and the Shining, both classic horror films. Back in the day. They're the covers and like the content that would drag you in, especially if you were young, like like I would have been. It were a bit taboo, a bit. I was a young, bit, like well. thrilling. I was young. I was young. Yeah. So <laughs> don't laugh at it. It's not funny. <laughs> so they're the videos that would bring you into the shop, and the the videos which would probably be on the cheaper end of the scale to get you in. So this is like a where VHS become a breeding ground for all these. B movies and all these trash movies that obviously I love and is the reason why we're doing these mm. sort of uh, series now. So uh, bringing it round to that, uh, talking about VHS and memories and video shops and all that good stuff and cover art is uh, what's everybody's like. If you got some vivid VHS memories and uh, maybe some favourite box art from. I want to jump video shops. straight on to Vox mm-hmm. right now. We spoke about this earlier, and I've, while we've been talking, I've been like Googling some of my old favourite films which I used to watch when I was younger and finding the box art for them and just kind of going, oh, yeah, I remember how yeah. good that that was. Um, we spoke about Into the Dragon, the classic... Yeah, uh, the classic, classic, classic box art. Classic, classic box art, classic poster... Um, I have the VHS uh, Enter the Dragon. It's in my bedroom somewhere, and that is the one where he's holding the nunchucks, and then he's got the cast kind of like behind him, going yeah. stepping up, aren't they, and getting smaller as it goes back. Uh, brilliant picture. Um, kind of embodies the film very well. Um, you've even got the woman who who te- uh, I can't remember her name now. Oh my god, I know her name. It's gone. She's at the back, at the top, kind of overwatching it all. And in the film, she's kind of like this, kind of like baddie slash goodie but she's kind of overwatching it she knows what's going off and it's kind of like looking at it it's like oh yeah she's there I think she might be there for a reason or it's a woman who would put her at the back it was you know 70s after all you never know mm. and quite know how they go with the stuff uh, especially years ago so I, I, I looked up a few films and the, the one the main one I'm going to mention uh, is a Jean-Claude Van Damme probably one of his it's one of my favourite films of his in it it's not Maybe the ones that you're thinking of, but it's Double Impact. Oh yeah, classic. I one of one of my favourites. Love, mm. I love it. I love the two different characters. You've got the one who's a lot softer. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more effeminate. He's what he's like a dancer. He's a he's a martial yeah, artist. Ballet, yeah. yeah um, but then you've got the, the tough guy who's been brought up in Hong Kong who who just like knock you out for looking at him. It's that kind of. The, the the it's that yin and yang which they it, yeah. which they purposely done to fit together and you look at the um the box art and I don't know if they remember it 
but you've got yeah, we're like two Van Damme. You've back got the back. rougher one who's like he's got his gun and he's like proper st- steely eyed, and then you've got the the LA one who's kind of like it's still looking mean, but he's more um, his, his hair's obviously a bit more preened, and he's you can tell he's got the palm trees in the background. Yeah, and you got the Hong Kong lights behind it. They kind of the rougher one. I know one of them's called Alex, but I can't remember the other one's name. Ooh, I'm not looking it up. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I love that cover. Just seeing it, I was like, I remember it, and I remember seeing those posters for it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention one more Van Damme, and that would be uh, Kickboxer. Yeah, and there's there's two different covers that you see for the, him. The one I remember is like where it's like. It's like in his profile, is, and then there's like another one of him kicking or something. That's right. So you've got him with his arm at the front, and then he's doing a like a yeah. flying psychic on the on the side. But there's another one that has the same kick at the back, but he's standing with the glass. On oh the, yeah, 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 with glass. It's like, glass it's like you can see him like his hands are kind of overlapping at the front, and yeah, he's yeah. like tensing up his chest. I know um, that one. But yeah, great, great covers, and uh, I don't know if you really see. I, I haven't seen a cover recently and gone, that's a good cover. It tends to be like yeah. a headshot. Mm. Like... They drab. Yeah, they are drab. Yeah. They don't they just they just a Photoshop picture from film and they mm. put a few names about and that's about it. Whereas like obviously in eighties especially it were all hand mostly hand painted, mm. stuff like that. It was a bit more engaging. Obviously mm. a lot of the videos were to sell you on renting the video or yeah. buying the video was solely on the cover. Mm. So it had to be a banger, basically. Yep. Just looking through various ones, there's quite a few. I remember Time Cop is a brilliant one. Mm. You've got the portal <laughs> at the bottom, not the film. I don't think the film's that brilliant, but you've got mm. the portal at the bottom, and then he's looking and he's got his gun up close. It's brilliant. Some good, um, some good stuff. So uh, what about uh, you, Nathan? Have you got any vivid covers? or? I have. I've got, I've got uh, two that are in theme. Uh, and one that isn't that'll, that'll extremely surprise you uh, but the ones I remember the most because I wasn't allowed to watch them but still watch them uh, yeah. uh, would be Nightmare on Elm Street uh, oh, the, yeah, that's a I, beauty that first one yeah that is so good the box art I can remember being drawn in when I was in the video shop and like I need to watch this film and my mum were like, no, it's like an 18 or whatever. You know, like, you can't watch this, you'll be scared to death. And my dad just getting it one day, waking me up at like one o'clock in the morning and being like, do you want to watch this film? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to say no to this. Well, then what? you regretted it straight away. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have nightmares now. Yeah, I'm like pissing bed because I'm too scared to go to the toilet and that. And it was like, it was just in middle of the night. So I was night, terrified night of those films. Yeah. yeah me but too. I, I loved it, me. I but think it that's was why like I like horror ru- films now. Yeah, but it was... It, no, I did. Okay, <laughs> okay. Embrace the pause. I was terrified, but I enjoyed it. Hmm. It was that. Yeah, that, that's that's the best thing. That's like yeah. what I can't get back now. Yeah. Like, like, like I love being scared. You so like why can't I be scared <laughs> now? Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, um, uh, is it gonna? Is it? And then, oh, then then it make you jump or something. Because, um, because my brother just loved all that stuff and. He was a bit older than me and he just forced me to watch it and I just hated watching it but loved it and now I really appreciate it and I wish that I could be scared. That's yeah. the problem, isn't it? The horror films, um, once you've seen 20 or so when you were younger, it, it, as as you're older, it's like, they don't scare me anymore. Mm, and a ju- yeah. jump scares don't count. No, that's because bullshit. That's, yeah. I, I can appreciate a jump scare, but that doesn't make a film. It's just a loud. It's just a loud noise that's going to shock you because it's yeah. quiet. Yeah, it's not a scare. I open my front door. I come home from work. Open my front door. My my youngest daughter just went. She's like, "All right, Dad, scared the crap out of me." Um, it's yeah. no different from that. Um, mm. Yeah, jump scares are fine, but give me a just give me a good good story. I don't yeah. like the one thing I don't like is um, like like um, needles. You know, if you see like anything with needles, that kind of like creeps me out. Oh, know. so you. Did you like Freddy? I think it were on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 we where he's the needles. got all needles for clothes with that junk kit. Mm. Not, <laughs> it your worst nightmare. It didn't bother me so much then, but I think it would bother me more now. But I don't like needles. Well, funnily enough, my other one is Hellraiser, you know, with Pinhead on the front. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> 
that scared Possibly. me to death when I was a kid. Just the box art, I can remember yeah. being so scared of that because uh, his creepy, weird face. Uh, the fil- the film's quite scary as well, uh, but the box art as a kid looking at that, it made me want to watch it, uh, and I regret watching it, uh, but not now. So, so uh, he's holding a box, isn't he? And then it's his face. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, yeah, the classic ones. Just he's got the box, and yeah. it's just him. Yeah, he's like. It's the close up. It's the close up, isn't it? That that you're on about. Yeah, I remember seeing posters of that when I was. Mm. In fact, I've only just remembered it. So when I used to walk to school down, what was it, Rodson Drive, and there was a small video shop, and I've only just remembered it was there, because inside they always used to have this um, this Hellraiser poster. For as long as I can remember, this poster was in there. And I've only just remembered it after you've mentioned Hellraiser. That's mm. that's what run about memories, and that mm. that imagery, that poster, saying it, it was like both it came straight back yeah. to me, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah shit, that that little video mm. shop always used to have it. Yeah, scary that. Yeah, even I'm, looking, I'm looking at a picture now. It's quite scary. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I liked about it. That's that's why I like going to video shop because part part of the thrill, not knowing that you're going to watch a scary film, but looking at box art and, and yeah, being scared just... of that. Absorb it, absorbing yeah. all that, like it definitely adds an influence on you. Yeah, my last one uh, is a funny one um, because I remember this one so clearly because I used to take the piss out of it as a kid. Uh, Curly Sue, we had it on video. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Curly Sue. It's a film where John Belushi, you know, K okay, Nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything else, uh, is like an homeless man that's looking after this little girl who's like an orphan and she gets took off him. And it's like a, a sad story, but like it's nice. And it's I like think I've seen out. this. I think you're, I've seen this. You're more than likely will do. Ben, if you can, Google the box art, right? And you'll see why. Um, not the one with the girl on, the one with John Belushi. We used to take the piss out of this. Yeah, because it looks like it's their pictures. Someone's cut out and then like <laughs> print stick them together like like the, the, it's unnatural. The lean, it's like they're not really. Oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. not quite right there. Yeah, that yeah. little girl couldn't hold up John Belushi. He's like seven foot. That man. <laughs> yeah. Like, we used to proper take the piss out of that box art. I, I like the. I quite like the film because uh, we had it on video and I watched it so many times as a kid. But that box art, that one sticks with me because well, even even as a, even as an eight year old, you knew that that were like yeah. physics behind it were impossible. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know what Photoshop were because it didn't, it weren't invented or anything like that. But I just presumed someone had cut their pictures out, and, like stuck them on together like that because it's, it's unnatural. Just everything about that photo yeah. was just wrong. Uh, but th- they're my memories of VHS. It's horrific ones uh, and stupidly funny ones. Well, I'll I'll just throw out a few. I'm not going to talk about them in depth because we've covered it enough now. But a few of my favourite ones was uh, Scanners. Which is, if mm. I don't know if you remember, it had uh, Michael Ironside when he's like, yeah, like all fucked up. Very good box art. Um, Fright Night oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, Scanners. I just had a quick look. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Fright, Fright Night were a classic. That's Obviously, horrendous. You had the, Fright Night. the yeah. vampire sort of like cloud over the house, but the the logo for the Fright Night with the two like teeth. Mm. That was absolutely classic, and then obviously one I talk about all the time, which is one of my favourite films anyway, and the box art is amazing. Is uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Mm. Obviously, that were a VHS store staple, yeah. and obviously all my childhood memories go back to that VHS and the first time I watched it. Mm. So that were my introduction to all that good stuff. Right, brilliant. Um, if you manage to watch through all of that fantastic um we had a great time talking about it some great bits of information we of course did some did some googling ourselves to pull up some of that information especially when it came to like the betamax stuff and uh, trying to remember some of the old vhs covers that we used to to like it's um google some of your your favorite films and have a look at those covers maybe you've forgotten what how maybe you forgot how good they were some of them were yeah. fantastic and i feel like uh, like we mentioned in in that uh, uh section that a lot of dvd covers they're just rubbish nowadays they don't it's like they don't even. It's like they don't even try. They just. They just. Yeah. Oh, they're just there, aren't they? Look at all the different Avengers covers. They're all. They, they could all just be the same, couldn't they? Yeah. So now we're going to go on to our a little fun game for Nathan. He's. We've already played it with me, and we've already done it with Ben. Uh, green light, rewrite, and uh, erase. We're going to have a look at three of Nathan's favourite films. I might not have the three best films. His fa- three. His three very best favourite films. But we're going to look at these three anyway. Uh, one of them is going to be kept. It's uh, going to be absolutely safe. Nothing's going to happen to it. It will stay intact. One of them 
is going to be um, rewritten. It could be the whole film. It could be some some section of it. We're not going to talk about what's going to be rewritten unless you've got any suggestions. And the other one, uh, we're going to erase it. It's going to have not existed, um, and that's not that's not very good. Uh, the first film I'm going to pick is Goonies. Yeah, I do know that you like this film. Uh, like yeah, it's a childhood favourite. Yes, I wasn't sure exactly how popular these films were, although I do know one of them is very popular. Um, I wasn't entirely sure how popular they were, but we're just gonna we'll, we'll go with uh, Goonies. The mm-hmm. next one I'm looking at is Back to the Future, but it's the first one. We're just gonna go for the first film. Yeah. I know you're a big fan yeah. of the second film. I don't want to do mm-hmm. that. I want to pick the first film um, because mm-hmm. obviously the first film has a lot to do. The first film matters because it relates to the other ones, doesn't it? Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, and the the third film, so Goonies, Back to the Future, the first one, mm-hmm. Princess Mononoke. Ooh, now this is a tough one. You see, Princess Mononoke is my favourite Studio Ghibli film. Um, majorly what like my top three yes. part of films. Uh, I find it hard to sort out my top three. Uh, Same here. We've had this discussion. I, I, yeah. depending on what side of the bed I get on, I'm like, mm. Alien's my favorite, and then I'm like, oh, Interstellar is really good. It's got a better story, yeah. but then again, I really like. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, and then Back to the Future. I, I do prefer number two. Uh, that's that's me. I prefer. I like them all. Uh, I prefer number two just because it captured my imagination when I was a child of what what the future could be, flying overboards and cars and yes. And all that. It was good, good, cool stuff. It was a very good cultural kind of look and experiment in the way fu- futuristic films often tend to be very dystopian and terrible. But mm. that future seemed quite fun and nice, and it, it felt mm. it felt just like a, um, a, a it was just like the eighties on crack on it. It was just like everything was yeah. just pumped up a bit more. The, the shot, the three D shot, I love yeah. that bit when it's like. Yeah. And it's like that's that's like Jaws nineteen. That's scary, yeah, so scary. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, was it Jaws? Yeah. yeah, Jaws. Yeah, of course. Yeah, hmm. but, uh, but yeah, great, a great yeah, vision for the future. Yeah, that captured my imagination as a child because I, I loved um, all the all anything to do with the future, RoboCop, or just just any anything that showed the future as being robots. And then obviously now, as an adult, I'm disappointed that we've got robots everywhere or flying cars. Like I thought, we we I'm old. I mean, I mean, yeah, there are prototype flying cars, but they're just kind of ugly, and they look—they're just basically planes yeah. that fold into a car. So they've not yeah. quite got there with that. I think the problem is gravity, yeah. isn't it? Really, um, mm. we have self-lacing shoes, though. Yeah. yeah. Although it's only very recently that, that they've become a thing, but even then, they're quite expensive. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm happy to tie my laces; it's fine. Yeah, it's like I, I see them as like a dishwasher. I'm happy to just wash parts myself. Exactly. Rather than, so it's just a same, thing. Same you, with type of shoes. It's a thing you do, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's not like oh god, yeah. oh my god, I've got, I've got to tie my laces. Yeah, I mean, in, in all fairness, most of my shoes are already pre-tied anyway, and I just slip them on. Oh so god, it's, it saves it saves me a lot of, a lot of time. Yeah. But it's uh, we Goonies. This this is the toughest one to be honest. Oh. Uh, because that, for me, did like my that gave me a love of uh, Stephen King. I know it's not Stephen King, but he <laughs> what? he uses the te- yeah he uses the template of sort of the Goonies, uh, sort of like gang of misfits, outsiders or whatever, come together to overcome something or accomplish something. in like the stand or uh, yeah, well it does happen in the stand, but not not a kid version. Uh, stand by me. That's what I was trying to go for. Um, I always want to start singing uh, when I hear the yeah. words "Stand by me." Yeah, well, it's it's not actually called that. The book that he wrote is called The Body. Okay, okay. And uh, the, the Dark Tower series, which is my favorite uh, book series, and my favorite author is Stephen King. I, I've I literally could read anything he's done, and I've, I've mostly I've done and watched anything he's ever done. Yes. Um, and I think Goonies is what started me off as that that that's the child friendly version of Stephen King, because this this peril. I mean, it's not it's not really a scary film. It's more just will they or will they do this? Or, but they've they've got to overcome something, and you root for them, and they have like a sort of bond. And I, I really enjoy that part of the film. Um, even now, I just I could I could just watch it. I've, I've said to you before. I think Goonies is a perfect film because it allows you to watch it over and over again and you still pick up on little things uh, same way back to the future 
So, so especially Back to the Future I, Two, I find there's a lot of stuff going off there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could. Yeah, I can still watch it now. I've, I've don't even know how many times I've watched it. I, I mean, I would say at least fifty times, and I've, I've still noticed something like, oh yeah, I didn't even realize that were in background or mm. that kind of thing. I love you know the I mean? um, just to go off Back to the Future Two. I love the little diner. The, the, yeah, yeah. Just the the game, the stuff that they've got going off. I find that the like the it's just all of it. Like yeah, I Elijah Wood, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah, L- yeah. little baby Elijah Wood in it. Yeah, he's in the he's in the diner. Good old Frodo. Um, yeah, but he had have to go with. So which one do you keep in? Uh, Let's just you know which one is go, not going to be Goonies. Goonies, straight up Goonies, yeah. Without a doubt, I think that is perfect. I don't, I couldn't get rid of it because then I wouldn't like Stephen King, or I would have found it later, and it, it moulded and shaped my tastes in things. So I would have to stick with Goonies. But then this is a tough one because, luckily, Princess Mononoke, it's my favourite Studio Ghibli film, but it's not what got me into Studio Ghibli, it was Spirited Away. If it was Spirited Away, then it would have cut off all the Studio Ghibli films, and I love all the Studio Ghibli films. Mm. So I, I, w- I think I would have to rewrite Back to the Future 1. Now, I don't know how I would rewrite it, because that is also a perfect film. It's a very good but, film. Yeah, it's... I mean... Just off the top of my head, I would, I would probably change the ending slightly. Um, if if depending on how much I could get away with with, with changing the least, but uh, right at the end of the film on the first one, he he stands up to Biff, punches him, and that's how they fall in love. And then he's he's riding high. He's, he's got the girl. <laughs> I had a vision of him bullet. falling in love with Biff. Then I just I just need to get that out of my head. Sorry, yeah. Carry on. yeah, go on. Yeah, don't. Yeah, that that one's fan fiction. That one, it's not. Uh, That's another story entirely. Yeah, yeah. So it, it takes Lorraine, Lorraine Baines, and he's there, and they're going, they're going to dance to finally do their first dance, which they've been telling the kids about, and then some weird loser, like who would be one of the people that gets bullied. Uh, he looks like Sherman, uh, the Shermanator from American Pie. Um, smooches on over and just takes Lorraine off of him and starts dancing with him. And then that's when it sort of like crumbles again, and it's I, I never I never agreed with that because he's supposed to be like bigged up. Why is he suddenly faltering as soon as he's he's beat up Biff, who's like hardest kid in school? It, it, nobody should be touching him, but that's probably what I would change on that one. So I, I don't know what else I could change to be honest. So I would have to get rid of Princess Mononoke as much as it pains me, and it's such an influential. Influential film. I mean, it's the only Studio Ghibli I can think of that has actual violence in it um, because there is there is blood. People get uh, their head chopped off. It's brutal, isn't off. it? At the beginning, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not. It's it's weird. It's not. It's not in your face. It just. It, it's not like it stands out. It it just fits the theme perfectly. I like Princess Mononoke is a perfect film as well. So mm. three perfect films. To... Exactly. That's I only choose. It's got to be perfect when it comes to me. I only choose the the very quintessentially best films. The tip of the top. And, <laughs> yeah, the tip of the top, and that I'd have to go. I'd have to go with Princess Mononoke. Okay. I, I would have to trash that. That's uh, it's, it's it was being a difficult one. This, uh, but I can't get rid of Goldie. So I can't get rid of Back to the Future because then I'm getting rid of Back to the Future too. And Back to the Future Three. The uh, I'm going to say the legacy. Yeah, story. yeah. The legacy of the of Goonies. The legacy of Back to the Future One, kind of stands out more than what I can say for Princess Mononoke. From my person, mm. just the way I look at it. I mean, I've not, yeah. I've not fallen in love with that film as as you have, but I can't. You know, for mm. maybe the average, the average human being who's watched a lot of films will probably go, "Yeah, Goonies, that's amazing. Back to the Future, amazing. Princess Mononoke, mm. yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's one of the Ghibli films." And, uh, Ghibli? Yeah. Ghibli? Well, what am I saying? Oh, Ghibli. Ghibli, yeah, it's just fell out my head then. Yeah. Um, it's one of those films. They kind of bundle it in, don't they? As a, It's mm. it's like a package. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's... Uh, it, the other... Going is in uh, Back to the Future, I watched as a child and I've watched a million times growing up. Whereas Princess Mononoke, I watched that one as... I want to say an adult. I think, yeah, I would, about twenty, about twenty-four. That I was an adult. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I was like, like, like last year. Maybe mm. I got adulthood. Yeah, I'm still waiting. For still it. in doubt. Yeah, 
still in denial. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's their they are my choices. That's. Uh, I hope you're happy with those. That's good. No, it was good. I've uh, yeah. Um, I mean that that's the end of that, isn't it? Uh, thanks for joining us today. I've quite enjoyed listening to Nathan uh, deliberate those film choices. I've also enjoyed you doing some weird faces. You probably don't realise it, but watching you think make, makes you makes your face goes all over the place, as with everybody. It's like, oh, it's, yeah. like it's like a sour pucker. Oh, no. yeah. It's just it's just hilarious. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you've enjoyed stretching your brain for a few minutes. Having a having a, a think about that. Um, remember to catch us on YouTube, Spotify, and other podcast platforms such as Google Podcasts. I've been Lee. And I've been here. And we'll see you again soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.